Welcome to the Self-Love Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Ross Rosenberg. I am the author of The Human Magnet Syndrome, The Codependent Narcissist Trap, and the creator of the Codependency Cure and Hitch Trauma Resolution Treatment Programs. If you identify with codependency, which I renamed the Self-Love Deficit Disorder, or you're caught in the crosshairs of narcissistic abuse or gaslighting, you've come to the right place. Expect the very best information that I know, whether from my own personal journey of recovery or through my 35 years of professional experience. What separates my work from others is my understanding of the origin of the problem, the solutions, and the necessity to take responsibility for one's broken picker that always points them to the dream of the soulmate, but the nightmare of the cellmate. So join my self-love recovery community and set your sights on the cure, self-love abundance. Today, I'm going to talk about a phenomenon that I finally put a title to because of this incredible psychotherapy session I had with a client of mine today. Before I tell you what it is, let me tell you the background. My client was talking about how much she wanted to stand up for herself and wanted the world to know how she really felt. And she told me that she always feels frozen right before those words come out. And there's like something that stops her. She described it as kind of like this electric jolt that it's like a warning system. Don't say that you're going to upset someone. You're going to disappoint someone. And it's that jolt, that pang of fear, that anxiety makes the, my SLD clients stop, think, evaluate, and then decide on what to say and maybe how much to express. I call this an affective delay system. So let me first explain the term. Affect is emotion as expressed physically by body posture, by vocal tone, by um, facial expression. If an SLD is going to express their feelings and the thoughts behind them, there is going to be a moment of panic because we all know that narcissists react very strongly to things that make them upset things that disappoint them, situations in which they feel judged or criticized. And from that comes a narcissistic injury. So any SLD who is in a relationship with a pathological narcissist, as I've explained, is either someone with borderline personality disorder, narcissistic personality disorder, or antisocial personality disorder. They are always, always on the guard for the potential of upsetting their narcissistic loved one and eliciting a narcissistic injury. And of course, essentially that means experiencing the consequence of that. And that has been their experience their whole life, all the way back to the childhood. Again, as most of you know who follow me, SLDD, codependency, it's not caused by accident. The Human Magnet Syndrome book, which I wrote, will explain all of that. But the SLD at the very, very core of the personality experience severe trauma as a child, which I and many other people refer to as attachment trauma. And their childhood was unsafe because one of their parents was a pathological narcissist and the other codependent or SLD. In their childhood, during this attachment trauma, there was always danger. There's always the potential that if they said, did the wrong thing, they expressed the wrong emotion, communicated a feeling an opinion moved a certain way, looked a certain way, there was a potential for a narcissistic injury. And as I explained in detail in so much of my other work, the child 
in this crucible of attachment trauma figures out a way to avoid the narcissistic injury. And through this focus, this motivation, they avoid the worst of the narcissist. To do that, they have to be hypervigilant, they have to be on guard, they have to know the narcissist, and they have to adapt, accommodate, bend, and mold themselves with ease. This personality type, one in which you can become what the other person needs of you, you can become invisible. It requires this complex set of observation and reactions to avoid the potential of being hurt and to be a trophy child, the good child, the child who's a gift, the child that will make the narcissist feel good. And that's no easy task. And anyone who's an SLD will tell you that their childhood required them to be on their toes, to constantly watch out and evaluate things. So what happens is this child develops what I call, uh, which is written about in my book, The Human Magnet Syndrome, a relationship template. And that template is taken to a, their adulthood and through their attraction patterns, human magnet syndrome based, they match up with what is familiar and they are in a relationship with a pathological narcissist despite it not feeling good, despite them not feeling loved, respected, and cared for. But I wanna talk about what I call this effective delay system. You know, this system where as adult SLDs, they learn that they cannot be spontaneous with their feelings, with their thoughts. They cannot react comfortably automatically based upon someone's questions, observations, compliments, even just neutral conversation. Everything is fraught with risk. There is a potential for a mistake. And if someone has SLDD, they suffer from attachment trauma, core shame, loneliness, the addiction, and of course, problem as I've explained. So with this core shame, should they make a mistake, is this automatic, almost knee-jerk reaction that they are going to be in trouble, be punished. This reaction as an adult is not realistic. It isn't always connected accurately to the present moment. It might be connected if their partner is a narcissist, but more often than not, these well-meaning SLDs are in relationships and people will ask them, so what do you like? Well, and they actually have to think that is that delay system. There is, you know, and I think of the, the movie, the first movie of the Terminator where, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's character had to read a screen that would give him choices on what to do. And then he would pick it. And so I remember that and, and, and it's kind of an analogy of what the SLD has to do. They cannot be spontaneous and automatic and relaxed in their reactions because they know um, if they make a mistake, they will fall prey to their self-fulfilling prophecy that if they are themselves, no one will love them. Or the only person that will love them is someone that is going to hurt them or not really appreciate them. So this delay system is active all the time. And when I am with an SLD client, or even if I'm just around town and I should bump into someone, and I don't really go around analyzing people, but in, in many cases, it's just so obvious where, you know, I'll ask someone, you know, what do they think about something or how do they feel about it? And they just stop and they pause and you can see the wheels are in motion. You can see this form of worry. And more often than not, 
they don't say something very definitive. And it requires a person who's not a narcissist, who really just wants to get information, to ask more questions and to push the SLD. And SLDs then start to get anxious. They start to get nervous because the more someone pushes, the more they might upset them or disappoint them. So I want to talk to all of you that suffer from this affective delay system. And I want to say, I know it feels really bad. I know it's ingrained in you. I know that sometimes you don't even notice it. I know it gets in the way of you forming friendships, becoming more sociable, and just feeling comfortable in the world in which you live. It causes a lot of pain to you. But you don't have to live this way. You don't have to be this robot who has to think of the potential consequence before any statement, reaction, or opinion. You will find if you pursue this journey, this what I call self-love recovery journey or program, that as you heal all the constituent elements that are responsible for SLDD, one moment at a time, you will find yourself in situations where your self-fulfilling prophecy is going to be wrong. Cry and take a risk and do that. Let yourself not say the perfect answer. Let yourself try to be spontaneous. Trust yourself in your discernment of safe and unsafe people. Because if you are afraid all the time and you are either consciously or unconsciously directed by this self-fulfilling prophecy that should you say the wrong thing, you will either be in danger, um, you won't be liked, loved, or there will be a consequence, you live as a prisoner. It can be avoided because most SLDs have been gaslit. And the gaslighting is part and parcel to their experience with attachment trauma. And I explain that in other places that they learned that they're only lovable enough. They will only be liked. People will only want to be with them should they conform to the expectations of that other person. Well, that is just a bunch of malarkey. And because it's gaslighting, I'm suggesting that 75%, maybe less, but I'm going to go 75% of it. It's just not true. That if you do say the wrong thing, what's your favorite food? Mexican. And everyone goes, oh, I don't like Mexican. The world's not over. Everyone's going to choose Italian or Greek or who or McDonald's. You're going to find that if someone says, are you kind of angry a lot? And you go into that Terminator mode. Okay, if I say the truth, you know, what are they going to think? And if I, and if I lie, what are they going to think? What do I say? And if you say, I am, and it's because of this, what will happen is the people that can potentially care for you, love you, be your friend are going to go, oh, wow, you don't know that because of the gaslighting. You don't know that your spontaneous reaction will not bother people nearly as much as you think. You have to trust me that by purposely trying to eliminate the pause, the delay, the worst case scenario is you're going to upset narcissists. They're going to criticize you. And that has been your life anyways. But what I'm saying is I believe a 75% probability that someone is not going to be upset. They're not going to even notice. 
And if they do, you're going to get some really good experience of knowing what it's like to see people not really care about a mistake that you made or a moment you disagreed with them. You've spent your life analyzing everything you do before you do it, everything you say before you say it, everything that you show about your feelings before you express it. The world is not as dangerous as you think. Your parents made you think that, and so do the narcissists that you're more than likely with now. You have to allow yourself to be deprogrammed. Now is the time to understand that your delay system, your anxiety, your knee-jerk response to want to figure out what is the safest thing to say is not rational. And in some cases, it's delusional. But let me say, because this is really important, if you choose to be with a narcissist or you cannot escape a relationship with a pathological narcissist, it's a wise idea. But that's not what this video is about. This video is about all the other times when you have opportunities to be connected to people, but this self-fulfilling prophecy that if you should say the wrong thing, the stuff hits the fan. The world is not nearly as dangerous as you believe, and the narcissist won't tell you that. Most people are not going to be upset should you say something they don't like or agree with. Most people are not going to punish you. And by the way, should they get upset, you know exactly what to do. You're going to be okay because you have every defense mechanism, coping style, coping approach to the, the insanity in your life. Now, I don't think that's good, but what I'm trying to say is you're not going to be overwhelmed by it. So give it a try. Okay, you'll be well and do take care of yourself. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Building a self-love recovery community means the world to me. Spread the word. Let people know what we're talking about. And until we meet next, I'd like to leave you my favorite of all sayings by George Eliot. It's never too late to be what you might have been. Don't forget that. Our future is in our hands, despite what anyone has told you before. You can be the self-love abundant person you've always dreamt of. It's your birthright.